The Bone. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's do it, man. You want to introduce? So, for our ninth episode, we have guest number two, Miss Juliet Rodriguez. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome Juliet. Welcome I'm to so the Bone. Excited. Yes, of course. <sighs> what gets you excited? Honestly, the fact that you guys wanted me as a guest. I, I thought, you know, joining the Bone podcast, that was a quite humorous. <laughs> bone puns for the win. Bone puns. She's going to have bone puns. We're doing it. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> we've started. We've started. Nice and early. Yes. Oh, yeah. So uh, tell the viewers what you wanted to start with today. Out of the many um, topics we were talking about, I figured, you know, a very prevalent one that's actually come up in a lot of our conversations on the day-to-day basis in the office is the law of attraction. Mm. And the seven principles that kind of helped us, or at least helped me hone in that a bit more so whenever you're ready you can get into yeah. it or actually what is your experience with the law of attraction oof in my opinion I'm, I'm very like speak it into the universe and it'll come to you like what you give what energy you put out into the universe is the energy that you'll receive i didn't know that there was a seven like principle list like this is going to be very like a lot of questions will be asked. We're going today. in depth tonight. There's gonna yeah. be a lot of like <laughs> hazy eyes. <laughs> but before we get into that, you did mention maybe a little meditation, some deep breaths. Yes. And the Let's viewers could join along. Yeah. Juliet's idea, by the way. Yeah. 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 Just to set the tone for the podcast. So anyone who's listening or watching, take a second to just close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and exhale. Deep breath in, and exhale. And on this third one, taking a deep breath of positive energy, clarity, and calmness. And exhale, toxicity, tension, and stress. That does not belong to you. I feel ready. Yo. (laughs) Yo. All right. Wow. (laughs) Thank you, genuinely. Yo, I am like, are we even filming right now? I don't think so. Cameras feel like they're off. They Let, are off. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> let's yes. do it. I feel crazy. Yes. Conversation. So, mm-hmm. the law of attraction. Law of attraction. So you said that you manifest things by speaking it out to the universe. Yeah. And um, I do the same thing in a way. Uh, but I think m- most of the manifestation and law of attraction that I see comes from a lot, a lot of the self-reflective processes that I go through on a daily basis. So a lot of my like picking up on synchronicities, understanding what happened in my day objectively, and looking at my life as a gift and a blessing and treating it like as such every single day, just bring a shit ton of positive energy yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So um, I attract it because I become it. And... Juliet's going to tell us about seven principles, Yeah, which I'm really excited about. And before you go into that, I do want to mention that I said, like, I speak out into existence. It comes back into my life. But at the same time, because you explained the principles to me earlier, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're, like, underlying. Like, they're there. I just didn't know they were there. Like, synchronicities is one of the principles. I use them in my life every day. I had no idea it was one of those principles. Putting my ego to the side. We'll, we'll dive in deeper, right, obviously. Right. But it's like I use those practices without even realizing that I'm using the practices. Like subconsciously. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is super interesting to me. 
Yeah, and honestly, with these principles, it's not like this is a, an official guide or anything. This just happens to be um, something that I found when I was researching. Um, these are just an, this is just an outline set out by Deepak Chopra, um, who kind of just broke it down in a way to harness your ability to manifest and bring in more into your life that you're looking for. So there are a million ways to do it. This is just one simple way that's kind of you know, is is this a philosopher? Deepak Chopra. Yes, Deepak Chopra. Um, he's more of like a he's an author, spiritual spiritual guide, um, like motivational speaker in a sense. I feel like I'm not doing him justice yeah. by giving the right descri- yeah, description. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but he has a lot of uh, teachings that surround you know law of attraction, manifesting, um, and I guess like higher thinking in a sense. Okay. So okay. I'm not doing him justice by <laughs> this explanation, by the way. And he runs guided meditations like on YouTube. Word. He does. Word. Yeah, like yeah. Super interesting. Super interesting. Very. So, um and yeah, and so on my journey I like found these principles and the first one kind of starts out with saying how the world and the universe is is an extension of you. You are not separate from it. And in a way like it yeah, it talks about how y- like if you see it things as separate, it's like I don't even know how to describe it properly. It's like you're created by the same things that the universe, the star, the sky, and everything. I mean, there are atoms and molecules rushing through everything, and you know, a lot of which are the same things that make up you. And when you see yourself as the same as that, like <laughs> the sun is is abundant when it comes to radiating energy. Okay, sure, you can bring in science and say like, oh, like it's gonna burn out one day. Sure, it will. But when you see when you look at the world and all its abundance, you could see that reflection in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so Zach describes it to me when I w- like, cause you asked like, how did I get on my journey basically? And it was through conversation with Zach and you always mentioned vibration and how everything, everything in this universe, like you said, it just atoms and molecules just vibrating. vibrating. So like we don't see it because this is a solid, this is millions, I don't know the amount, but this is millions, billions, billions and trillions of molecules just vibrating close, closer together than gases and liquids. So that's why it's, it's solid. But when you break it down, I'm the same atoms and molecules, but just in a, in a human avatar, I like to say. Ooh, I like that. That's a good way to so we that. all are like interconnected via energy and vibration. And I think, yeah. For our viewers, that for like right. people that really don't understand, because I'm one of those that really don't understand. For me, that's like the simplistic way to look at it. So Juliet said the world and the universe is an extension of yourself. Mm-hmm. What about like you can even flip it? Like yourself is an extension of the universe. Of the universe. That's, and that, I think that's how we're talking. Like it's it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I yeah I would say so, especially because you know, if if you see that there's abundance all around you, you're gonna find that in yourself, and you're you're gonna feel a, a deeper connectedness. And and so it's 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 transferable. It goes back and forth. Like you have a form of the universe in you, and and you can see that you can see yourself in the universe. If that's not too cliche. Yeah. So. No. No. Literally. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of gratitude that goes into that too. Mm-hmm. When you see yourself as an extension oh. of the universe. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Because we yeah. Because it's just a deep gratefulness. It's like oh my gosh, I'm here. Um looking at this tree i'm touching this tree and it's like oh like we're all just all it's like words don't even come to mind how like mind-blowing it is like i say it all the time like i just look at my hands and move them and it's like how yeah 
how. And there's a there and actually to what you're saying, there's a deeper value for yourself in that. You see yourself as something so much greater, a small fragment in this giant universe, but there's a deeper appreciation, which kind of ties into um, detachment, you know, which we're going to talk about on this list a little bit later. But when you're detached, it's not that you can't love the things around you and, and you know, that you have to be distant from it. It's just that you appreciate those things that are outside of you and you still have a deep appreciation for yourself, knowing that you are whole and complete and still one valued being with or without those exteriors. So hum. So hum. We haven't we've talked about this outside of the podcast, but like when for meditating, uh, in my therapeutic recreation class, we did a meditation technique and it was deep breaths. Deep breaths, deep breaths. I am Francesco Casal. Deep breaths. I am Francesco Casal. Deep breaths. I am Francesco. I am Francesco. I am. I am. Soham. Soham, which is Sanskrit for I am. Mm. So it's like in that moment, like you said, we're detaching, but we're having a, like a super like gratefulness mm-hmm. for I am. Like mm. to recognize that you're a conscious like conscious living being is all you really need yeah. to be grateful for the life you live mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like i am and then when you start breathing so hum becomes like your natural breathing rhythm and it's just you if with like practice it becomes you and then get I asked, into like a meditative state right, and then i asked and i was like what are you and then your your response was just i am, am. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation it's needed. A, yeah, I am is a complete sentence in this yeah. case, right? It's just I am. I am. Because you, you're existing in that moment. You are present. That's you're existing. You are. Exactly. Yo, I just had a crazy idea <laughs> on a shirt. I am. You are. We are. Yeah. English teachers ever are gonna love you for outlining the pronouns. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Yo. You're gonna teach that in a lecture. I am. But like you are. Like, think about it. Like you said, everything is connected in the universe. Like, this is... People are going to think I'm crazy. Like, episode three. Everybody does. But, like, um, I am a sunflower. I am. I am, too. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's just energy and vibration. And I could say that confidently because I understand it, that everything is connected. Right. The universe is connected. Mm-hmm. But people that don't understand it, it's like, you're not a sunflower, dude. <laughs> it's like, you know what? My physical form is the sunflower, but like the molecules, I don't know. It's hard. Off the bat, Julia, what are you? I I am. Ooh, I, am. I was <laughs> gonna say I am an English bulldog, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, like everything. No, Jul- like mm-hmm. hit it right on the head. Yeah, I am everything. Yeah. Whatever that, like, how, however expansive that could be. That was one of the first times I entered a meditative state. When I was the I am technique and the Soham, mm-hmm. I was fired up that day. I went to Zach's room and not room. I parked outside of uh, wherever you live, Haran. Yeah. And it was like explosive. Just it was amazing. Open mm-hmm. up the third eye. Yeah. yeah. There, there's something about mantras. Like when you say that, just like the vibrations of saying each word that kind of brings you into that state a lot easier and pulls you into that trance. Yeah. So, yeah. No, mantra meditations are actually really good. Some yeah. of my favorites, actually. So if I am and you are and we are, right? So like I see myself in you, you see yourself in me, we all see ourselves in each other. This goes into number two. Yes. So understand the mirror of relationships. And what this talks about is how every relationship that you have is a mirror of you. You know, the there are times where 
you see people that you you know greatly appreciate and things that you love um, to see in them, that's a reflection of the qualities that you want to see in yourself sometimes. Mm. There are other times where there are people that you might dislike and that you know you have somewhat of an aversion to. And sometimes that's because that kind of um, those are the qualities that you might deny in yourself. And, you know, this is a very case-by-case basis. This doesn't have to be all the time. Sometimes you just don't like someone because you don't like them. But this is a good practice to use when you want to reflect, you know, do I have part of those qualities that I dislike? Am I just denying that in myself? I think it's, it's important to be reflective of that and to use the people around you as a mirror. Because I think it's so easy to kind of go down that slippery slope of thinking, well, oh, I just I just don't like them. They're so dismissive of my ideas. You know, they're so standoffish. And what are you doing right there? You're being dismissive. You're being standoffish. So. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, dude. It makes me think about, like, every encounter that I've ever had with anybody me in too. my entire life. You know what that makes me think about? When I see somebody, I'm the type of person where, I, like, I'll go to the person next to me and I'll be like, I don't like that person just from looking at him. And, you know, I don't know why. Yeah. And we all kind of do that. Yeah, it says, I just, I don't like him. He says one sentence, I don't like him. Mm. I don't know why, but that's, that her saying that made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, if there's, you know, let's say there's someone that you don't like, and, you know, going with the same example, if they are dismissive and standoffish, you know, it's, it's very easy to be quick and to kind of want to, to judge and push that away. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, you know, because you're firstly embodying those same qualities. But to get past that, you have to ask, like, am I embodying these qualities? And what if there's something else that's going on that's making them that way? It doesn't have to be personal. Yeah. You know, so. Um, sometimes they are just douchebags, though. Yeah. Like, the person who cut you off on the highway in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> sometimes they're just saying. They're sorry. <laughs> sometimes, somebody <laughs> just drive sometimes people are just saying stupid-ass jokes. <laughs> like, get out, bro. <laughs> they make yeah. you lose hope in humanity like, sometimes. Like, leave the, leave like. the pregame. <laughs> like, what are you doing? No, but it's true. There's definitely people like that in my life. But I think with growth, mm-hmm. I do need to be more reflective on it. Mm-hmm. And when I do have those encounters, and it's like, why? What is it? What am I seeing in myself? What am I seeing in that person? And I think with that, it'll open my mind up a little bit more to like what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So, Julia, you feel like the more self-awareness you have for who you are determines like the clarity of the mirror? Because I, what I mean by that is like sometimes like when you were talking about mirrors, I was thinking about the different shades of like um, water on my mirror. Like when I get out of a shower, like when I take a really hot shower, it's like almost opaque. The, I can't the see myself. The, the, the condensation. Yeah, the condensation of the water. It's like completely like opaque. I can't see myself. And then other times, it was like the light dusting of the condensation. And I, what I'm trying to get at is like, does a certain amount of self-awareness require that mirror to be clear mm-hmm. at certain times with certain people than others. Absolutely. I mean, how can you take inventory of the, the good qualities or bad qualities that you have if you don't know yourself? You know, you don't know where, what are the root, like, what's the root intention of your action? Um, and when you know yourself a bit more, you can go about with conviction and say, okay, I can catch myself coming from a very distant and selfish place right now. And, mm. and, you it it's it's a self-awareness it if you don't have that how can you say you know yourself if you don't reflect if you don't take that time to clear that mirror 
And that takes a lot of inner work. Sometimes it takes shadow work. Sometimes that takes a lot of journaling or, you know, even therapy or some, something yeah. like that. But it definitely, it definitely helps. Conversation, yeah. listening Conversation. to podcasts yeah. like this. I mean, yeah. I mean I, perfect yeah. example. No, yeah. And I even told you in one podcast, I said, dude, I've been doing, it was like towards the beginning. I said, dude, I've been doing a lot of growth recently. And it hasn't been coming through reading books. It hasn't been coming through writing down lists or having routines. The growth I've been having has really just been through conversation. conversation. And I feel like every conversation, I just like take a wipe and I just kind of like clear off my own mirror. Yeah. And then by cleaning off my own mirror, I look at Juliet, for example, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see a lot of myself in Juliet. Here are the qualities. And I know them only because I know myself. Right. And I'm not there yet. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not there yet. I don't, there's no mirror I'm wiping. Yeah, you are. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, maybe, oh, saying, but I'm oh. not aware of it. I'm not like oh, okay, I'm not aware yeah. of it yet. I got it. I got it. And it's like I'm not looking at myself through other people, and none of that's going on. I just have a conversation, and I get like whatever, like some positive things out of it. Blah blah blah. But now, it's like a step has been made. Mm. Now I'm a little bit aware of it. So in those situations, I'm going to continue to practice to maybe see how it, how that could affect my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because again, I might be subconsciously doing it without even realizing. Yeah. Without yeah. even realizing, because I've never heard of this. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm not self-aware enough. My my mirror is a lot more foggy than your guys's. Oh no, I, I okay, would say that. It's like, all relative. It, you don't it know. Is. You don't know what my mirror looks like. You don't. As much right. as true. I, as much as I tell you, as much as Juliet tells you how self-aware she is. Oh, which I uh, can do a lot of work. By the way, I am by no means an expert. This is something I found on YouTube, and I've just had been reflecting on it a bunch of times. Like <laughs> we're not experts. <laughs> I have not and, studied this. <laughs> right, but like you know, we're all experts on our own, for our own experience. Yes. And you're an expert for your own experience. And mm. what I mean by that is, we may not be experts on the topic, but that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. You know, like why we're talking about it right now. Like I, w I want people to like have an open ear like I am right now. Yeah. I'm fire. I'm like fired up right now. This is this is all new shit for me. Yeah, this is all new. Right. And it's like I want listeners to be like, oh shit, this is new for me too. Like, yeah. let's dive into it. Let's 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 learn some shit about ourselves. Yeah, and go about it with an open mind because like some of them might you might think to yourself, oh well, this doesn't really apply to me, or oh I don't see how that's actually helpful. But it, you know. So, Having an open mind and dipping your toes into, you know, a different perspective, I think that's so vitally important. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes, don't rely on confirmation bias all the time. Just because it's not something that you've heard before, it doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of value in it. And honestly, it might have no... It, it could have value, but in the sense that it shows you what you don't want to believe. And you're like, you know what? I'm just more sure of the fact that I don't believe in this. This is jack shit to me. Yeah. 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 So... Wow. And yeah, <laughs> damn, I'm exhausted. I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> this is just a lot of information. <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah, I'm talking about mirrors, man. Mirrors yes. are my shit. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna state it right now on the podcast. Uh, uh, oh. Don't do nothing stupid. You sure? What? You sure yeah, you want to no. let it out into the world? I'm gonna let it out into the world because you said you wanted to wait. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mirror? Yeah, has to be. It has. To. Yeah, it is. Prototype has to be. So I love mirrors. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. I love mirrors. I'm a little lost, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, people are just got really lost <laughs> for about a couple of seconds. I need some basically, enlightenment on this. <laughs> basically, I have fallen in love with mirrors my whole life, and ever, since I was 17. Like the reflective nature of it, or just like seeing your reflection. Yeah. Okay, so like. let me. That's a great question. Let me clear that up. It's not like I just stare at myself in the mirror all day. You're right? like, wow, this mirror's looking so <laughs> good just, today. Yeah, like, <laughs> 
so um, only about like 90% of that. No, I'm kidding. Like 10% of that and 90% of the fact that like I love the self-reflection process and mirrors help me get that way. So I would love – they have like these fitness mirrors now where they like – have certain weights for certain exercises and programming and all that. I would love like a mental fitness mirror. Like, what are you doing mentally to practice every day? What are you doing mentally to ha- to build these seven principles of law of attraction, right? And if I can have a mirror, possibly with my voice as the Siri behind that mirror, right? Or or partner with Calm, or partner with LeBron James or Kevin Love or any of the other athletes who really promote mental health and really just put my name out there as someone who is advocating for mental health as a broad spectrum, right? And really developing, hopefully developing a product if it's not already been made. Can, right, can you look that up? Look, look if up anything comes up? Like a mental performance mirror. I would love for someone to just walk into their bathroom and have a conversation with themselves in the mirror with my voice guiding them or having some sort of guided mantra that they can say to themselves, right? And I think that would be... St- Yeah, I mean, they already have similar practices. They say how, you know, if you want to build confidence, there are some ways where, you know, you you look in the mirror every day and you just say, I am confident, I am great, and, like, all these affirmations, and you say it to yourself. So, yeah, that would just be, like, a step up But there are people that can't look in the mirror. And say those things. They can't. Like, Or even step in front of them. I know a decent amount of people in the gym environment. Body dysmorphia is real. Mm. Eating disorders are real. And when individuals look at themselves in the mirror, they physically cannot look like they mm-hmm. just cannot look at themselves. They can't fathom what they look like in their own mind. What their own mind is perceiving them to look like, they cannot fathom. So they don't look at the mirror. So you also have to think about individuals like that right. that need to take the steps to get to that, that level. Those sort of it's, psychological disorders. It's, um, it's a continuum. Oh, yeah. And some people are way over here on that continuum. Right. So over here where I could look at myself in the mirror and call myself a fat piece of shit and let that motivate me. Is it like this this is sort of like a therapy tool? Is there an evidence-based approach, a therapy mechanism or algorithm behind the mirror to walk them through? like Patent it. Yo, like cognitive behavioral therapy patent or something. Patent. I have to patent. Get I'm out of the podcast right now. Patent that because somebody's gonna steal that. Okay. <laughs> that's why I said, "Are you sure you want?" Yeah, to there's drop nothing that like that. Yeah, no that's why I said, "Are you okay?" So no yeah, Ryan. That's Ryan. why I was saying, "Was he sure if he wanted to drop that information?" Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Here's the thing. Gary B talks about this. I may have said it, and people might, might be like, "Oh, that's a great idea." How many people are gonna actually just just do patent? It? God okay. forbid. Yeah. But Ryan, we can get confirmation. It's not been done before. That's that's our million no, dollar round, dude. Million dollar round. We're out of here. Costa Rica, we're coming. <laughs> Costa Rica, we out. I don't All know right. why. I just thought so of Costa Rica. <laughs> I'm writing down patent this idea. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So did I. Thanks, dude. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great idea because it kind of takes it to a different level. Um, a different level. It makes of it real. It does. It makes it super real and mm-hmm. super personal. Yeah. Even though it's another person's voice, yours, it makes it super personal. Because like, I feel like it's like hearing. It doesn't have to be my voice. It could be their voice. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably a way that you could upload their voice if they say certain sayings. Right, okay. It's an algorithm. But it's like you're hearing your consciousness or like thoughts you have in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at yourself and you're hearing yourself say, like, I am beautiful. Yeah. It's a very personal experience. I can imagine how that would be very uncomfortable for even even people without any um, particular disorders. Yeah, because you really, I mean, it's it's taking that old saying to the max, you know, take a long look at yourself in the mirror. Like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's right.
Yes. Run with that idea. We're going to sprint. We're going to sprint with that. <laughs> but we're going to sprint correctly with a with the correct we're not sprinting. Gate. We're not sprinting. No, we're not. We're just we're It's just a marathon. We're moving. Yeah. It's a marathon. We're okay, da- Oh, we're dancing. We're dancing exactly because I was just going to say Get grounded. If life is a race, what's your prize for being in first? Death. We're all going to wind oh, up. Oh sh. If life is a race, what's your prize for being in first? Depends what your definition of first is. First at being last. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to Okay. No, true. <laughs> right? Uh, no, no, facts. that's fair. Yeah, like if if, if being first. <laughs> no, but seriously, like to what you're saying, if first is is death, what's the point of being first? Take your time. Don't rush it. It's like the conversation we had earlier. Don't rush the process of just Practice. getting older and and Practice. you know wanting to skip ahead to the next phase in life. Savor each moment as cheesy as that sounds. It's a GPS. We talked about this. You have to enjoy every single moment. Be present. Because one day, if you're not present, you're going to wake up and you're going to be on your deathbed. Like, oh shit, how the fuck did I get here? And I don't want to imagine, I I can't even imagine the mind fuck. Like, where did my 90 years worth of moments go? You got 24 hours in a day. Do the math. That's a lot of fucking hours. Gone. <laughs> Think about it like those, that. A third of those are spent sleeping. Yeah. Two thirds, technically, of that life. Taking naps, add on to that time. Mm. Time Sometimes that's gone. Needed. I, t- yeah. I, took yeah. a, I took a nap today. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> 30 minutes. 30 minutes I took a nap. But it's like, you be super mindful of right now. To be more present. Yeah. And, and you know, it's better to take the time. Like, you don't want to be that, you know, 60-second mac and cheese in the microwave. You want to be the long-time spent fettuccine Alfredo. You want oh to. Like, you want to you be savored. I want to sear that steak. Oh. I want to put it in the oven for, like, right. whatever no, minutes. I know you said that just to piss me off. <laughs> did you see the eye contact? I know. I for those who are just listening to this and not watching the YouTube video, for those of you who are not watching the YouTube video, you're missing out. Yo. <laughs> As you vegetarian. eat your portobello mushroom burger. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, you're going to regret saying that one day. Just heart disease from not going (laughs) vegetarian (laughs) at a younger age. No, no, Uh, I'm fine. fine. (laughs) All right, let's, let's, let's. Yes, yes. Seven principles. We're drawing it back in. Drawing it back in. We talked about mirror relationships. Mm -hmm. That was number two or number three? That was number two. Yes, that exercise of using those around you as a mirror. And the third principle is observe your inner dialogue. Is your intention coming from a place of ego? And if that's the case, that's normally coming from a weaker place. Can you please, you both of you, what is ego? What is human ego? I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. And I feel like you guys are doing <laughs> the same thing right now. Rye, what is human ego? Ego is, I feel like that is the the clouded version of yourself. And it, okay, it's not to say that you shouldn't have confidence. To a certain extent, ego is necessary or else you are not going to believe in yourself sometimes. Like, But too much of the ego, that's what clouds you by going for, I guess you could say lower vibration intentions. You know, I, I feel like it ties in with intentions actually. It's a good way to, exa- to say it. For example, 
I had this big presentation the other day, and there were some notable people in the audience that are very relevant to the career path I want to go into. And I was talking to my professor, and I was saying how, oh, yeah, you know, the nerves are getting the best of me for a little bit, um, but it's not bad. I'm just managing it. And she was saying, why? And I was saying, oh, well, you know, these people are going to be out in the crowd. And she was saying, she was talking about how intention is important because if, if that's coming from a place of, if your intention for doing the presentation is coming from the place of, I want to look good, I, I want to have a good reputation. Now, now those are, are good and valid things. They are important. You don't want to make yourself look like an ass in front of people sometimes. <laughs> Most times, actually. But if you change the narrative of where intention is coming from, um, that makes a difference. Like, I changed my intention to be, I want to do this presentation because of how much this project means to me, because it's making a difference in the world. It was, it was a presentation about sustainability. So the fact that it was going to positively impact the lives of others. I want this to come from a place of meaning than a place of, of self-serving. I want to make myself look good in this. And I think that's the difference. One is coming from a, a place of ego, and one is coming from a place of, um, I guess, deeper intentions. So putting your selfish needs aside. Yeah. yeah, and and it, again, it's not to say that it's not important to care about your reputation. No, selfish, you selfishly self, self, selfless. We talk about that. Yeah, yeah. selfless, selflessness. That that's an aspect of ego. I don't know, Ryan, if you have some. Do you have the Oxford? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the psychoanalytic theory, because that's you. where it yeah. first Sigmund Freud. Yeah, uh, it's the portion of human personality which is experienced as the self or I in quotation mm -hmm. marks. Okay, and here's why I'm going to tell you that that's jack shit. Because, thank you, Ryan. Are you, are you discrediting Sigmund Freud? Yes. He's turning yes. in his grave. Yes, because <laughs> okay, a go lot for of it. people have. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Because the self or the I is a fallacy. You are the program, and you're also the programmer. So if you were a software inside of a computer running that computer, you would also think that you were a computer you're not okay you're just a bunch of cells and those cells have vibrations and energies that are meant to protect that perceived self that's what the ego is in my opinion right the ego wants to protect ourselves so we do things to protect ourselves filters Fil right exactly and so by detaching from your ego you detach from the fact that you have a self and that you now start becoming more one with the universe back mm -hmm. to principle number one. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it's it's not to say that, you know, coming from a place of I and looking at the self is a bad thing. I mean, we were talking earlier about the I am, you know. Yeah. Referring to yourself is not a bad or evil thing. It doesn't have to be conceit. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just turning the narrative to be a bit selfless sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, being selfless and detaching from that ego plays into gratitude, plays into decreased stress, right? Mm -hmm. Plays into feeling with one, like feeling one with one. Put that on a t-shirt, feeling one with one. Mm -hmm. Like it, detaching from your ego goes far more than just, oh, like let me let me get out of my own way. No, it, it goes deeper than that. You know, it, go, it goes more into like, let me understand for a second that I'm not the only person on this mm -hmm. earth. Mm -hmm. Like, but at the same time, understand that you are. There's a balance. There's a balance. Yeah. There's well, a balance. Yeah. And like a, in a mindfulness standpoint, because I mention this like example all the time, like when you're, 
just reading a book or you're in the woods or whatever and you're like looking at a leaf. You're the only one. You're the only one in the universe just looking at that leaf. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. Like you're super present in that moment. And you feel like you're the only one. Exactly. But at the same time, you have to recognize that you're not. There's billions right. of human beings on this planet. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fine balance with everything. It is, but it also does tie back to principle number one of the universe is an extension around you. Exactly. Like there are billions, but you know, like I am all that from the same source. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There are probably yeah, we ways are just we are just detaching from egos on the bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole the whole bone lifestyle is about detaching from your ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It it kind of it puts things into perspective. It makes you think about something greater than yourself. Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. You know. You but are important. The self is But important. is there anything greater than self? If well, self is the universe? Then it's all an Sorry. equal playing field. But I guess Sorry. it's <laughs> No but I'm getting weird. <laughs> think it, about it. It I feel like the balance is kind of seeing it all on an equal playing field, finding the value in the universe and in yourself, the disconnect and, and where the ego in a bad in a negative sense steps in is when you see yourself as as Superior. I mean, yeah, that that's mm. where you know you're but going you're to not. build prejudice, or that's where you're going to build bias animosity and, yeah. and bias, and so it's yeah, it's kind of just you know thinking highly of yourself without thinking, oh, I'm better than them, like like you I'm know? the shit, yeah, it's like I'm the shit, but like like I got my shit to deal with too, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm the shit, but I got shit to deal with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's it And there's other people that are the shit but got shit to deal with. Right. Yeah. And it's like we might all have our own shit to deal with, but who are we to judge? Like, you know, we all we all screw up in some ways. So why should I judge someone else for their mistakes harsher than mine? Of course, a murderer is, is a lot worse than someone who stole Ooh. some gum, but like I don't know. Uh that that's evil. Okay, that that's actually a tough one. That cuz that is actually a very it's oh. a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Just morality and ethics. And mm-hmm. Ethics going back to intentions. Mm-hmm. Juliet hit it with number four. Yes. Understanding the power of intention. So, you know, that's done. So how you actualize the intention is, you know, you want to detach. You want to relax. You don't want to white knuckle what you're trying to manifest. You know, that's, that's when it comes from a place of fear. And detachment, it doesn't, kind of like what we spoke about at the beginning, detachment doesn't mean that you keep things at arm's length, that you can't love people or things. That just means you value yourself independently and you still love those things as well. And if if, you're, if it's coming from a place of fear of like, oh, I want to manifest this because I'm going to lose it and what happens if I don't have this? I'm not going to be worthy. That's not coming from a good place. That's not coming from a strong place. And then that's kind of the opposite of ego. You're thinking so little of yourself that you feel like you can't go on with life if you don't get that job title. Granted, you know, it's not to say that that's not important because there are some people who do need that and for financial means and, and other important factors in each individual's life. But generally, you know, you want this to come from a place of I'm allowing to let the universe work through me. And, it, you know, you give it that space and that patience for it to happen. You said earlier before the podcast started that detachment is reflected in one phrase and I just need to say it out loud. Yes. Detachment means that you own nothing 
and nothing owns you. Yes. You own nothing and nothing owns you. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you are everything. The universe. <laughs> yeah, the dude. Universe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wait, is principle number one principle number one for a reason? I think <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, because it all it all goes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To one being with one. Yeah. And and you know, detachment is a very difficult thing because. It almost makes you ask yourself, and maybe this isn't even the right approach to go with it, but it makes my mind go to the place of, okay, if I own nothing and nothing owns me, I should be okay with losing everything right now and still find some inner peace. Now, that's... I am, yeah. But what happens if, like, I'm trying to think of something devastating. Like, when I lost my cat, obviously life is going to go on. But it should I, does detachment mean I should just not care if my cat had died? No, no, because I just went through that too. It's not. Yeah. Don't d- detach from your emotion. Mm-hmm. Like you have emotions, you're gonna be sad, you're gonna cry a little bit, you're feel gonna be, them. gonna be angry. Feel mm-hmm. them, please. Feel them. Mm-hmm. Understand them. Accept them. Let them exist. Let them exist, and then be reflective on why you're feeling that way mm-hmm. and have a strength-based approach. I guess you could say it's a strength-based approach. And w- how can you grow from this? How can you continue okay. living your life um, with that experience fueling you, I guess you could say? I'm losing my train of thought, but mm-hmm. you could yeah, help. Yeah, no, Just yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, like positive, like incorporating the positive reinforcers back into your life. Yeah. Instead of, av- instead of characterizing who you are through avoidance behavior – reinforce that positive those positive things that just mm-hmm. really take you back to your high end functioning self that you were without the loss yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah no it is and um you know i so i follow this guy jay shetty and some of the ways that he describes attachment is that you know a- attachment versus detachment attachment gives and accepts love conditionally detachment gives and accept accepts love unconditionally and freely you know attachment there's a certain fear that goes along with what you love and so it can only like it only wants to accept that in a conditional way if that makes any sense and then it says attachment is dependent insecure dysfunctional love based in fear detachment is independent fierce functional love based in gratitude so it's appreciating what you have but still having the value in yourself. And the last point is, attachment loves a flower by picking it and taking it home to die. Detachment loves a flower by leaving it in the soil oh. and letting it grow. That was, that was a good one. That was a real, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Because if you appreciate something, you're going to want to see it foster and grow. You're not going to, like, if you have a best friend, you're not going to think, oh my God, well, they're my best friend. I only want them to, like, spend time with me. If you love them and if you are truly detached, then you care about them and you want to share that with the rest of the world. Actually, the perfect analogy, when we're talking about the sunset that we saw earlier, it's not something that you look at and say like, oh my God, the sunset is fleeting. I'm never going to see a pink sky like this again. Detachment is, this is so beautiful. I want everyone I love to see this or I want to share this. And, and you know, even if it's going to be gone in a second, it's, it's appreciating for what it is, even if it's fleeting. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like relationship relationship aspect 
like it's cliche to see, but like you see it all the time. Like, oh, I'm letting you go because I love you, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you want that person. I mean, if you do some self reflection and you realize that you're not meant for that person and you're putting a detriment on their life and you're not helping them mm-hmm. uh, reach the goal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you like you know the that know the exactly line I'm going on. So exactly you end it and let them live their life and let you live your life and it's out of it's that's real love and it's yeah. disattached it's you're unattaching you're, it's like you're not attached because you're you want that individual to like foster and grow and become who they're meant to be even to see means. what even if that pains you, even if that mm-hmm. makes you emotional. Yes, even if that means without you. And that's a very selfless thing to do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the other side of that, it's like detachment. I feel like it makes people think you don't care. Because I've seen other circumstances where, you know, a person is detached and they are accepting of what will happen. And they're, they're thinking, you know what, whatever happens, happens, you know, and trying not to, to white knuckle the situation and, and just trying to be at peace as best as possible. But then there are people who they want to see them. They think, oh, my God, well, you're just not fighting hard enough or you just don't care. And so there's somewhat of a distinction of is it coming from a place of peace? Are they accepting it or are they just, you know, distant? I feel like that is kind of a fine line to walk on sometimes. Some people could can misinterpret that detachment with distance and just not caring. But detachment is, is important though, because you can't you can't hold on to everything. You have to let things go. We talked about emotions. Talked about accepting them, feeling them, loving them for where they are. It brings us to number five. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're at forty two minutes right now. So we're getting close to the end. Is we'll, there we'll read them out anything? Them. Yeah, anything on the list in particular that you want to like really dive into? We'll read out. Read them out. Yeah, we'll, read them, we'll, we'll read out five, six, seven, and mm-hmm. then we'll hash out a minute or two. Yeah, just a thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So five is emotional freedom. This is my favorite one. This has helped me a lot. It's um, free yourself of resentment, grievances, guilt, shame, um, and sadness. There's no need for vengeance and understand why you judge others when you do. We'll circle back to that. We will. We'll end with that. (laughs) Six is harmonize the masculine and feminine. And I would like to say that, you know, this might be an archaic way of seeing it. I would like to say harmonize the more assertive and um, more nurturing side in you. Because saying something strictly masculine when a a woman can foster that or non-binary I, I think it's it's yeah it's a very restrictive perspective. So um, the two forms of energy it talks about it talks about the initiative, the risk taking, assertive, strength and powerful side. But then the nurturing side is the intuitive, nurturing, affectionate and tenderness side. And it talks about when you harmonize these two things, then you have the force of the universe within you. Because it's about balance. You can't always be assertive. The yin and the yang. Yeah, n- it's exactly the eye of raw and that. The eye of horse. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is exactly hundred percent. Yes, and seven is be alert to coincidences and be grateful. Synchronicity. Yes, acknowledge them, appreciate them. And that's a deeper meaning of coincidence. When you yeah. are grateful for them, you acknowledge them. Yeah, coincidences. <laughs> I told you this before. Fake I news. I don't, fake news. Fake news. I don't. There's no such thing. What is a coincidence? By a definition. Coincidence? It, oh, Brian. Coincidence definition. My definition of coincidence is just it's it's an attempt at 
defining luck. It's an attempt at luck. Yeah, luck. Uh, that's a, that's yeah. a good. Yeah, luck. But you know, well, you go oh, Ryan, Ryan's got one. It's defined as a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent causal connection. Mm-hmm. Same thing as synchronicity. See, but one of the things that Deepak talks about is that once you are able to harness the ability to manifest, it's not luck. You are just creating luck in your life. It's not like a, a coincidence, an accident. You are opening up space for all of that to come in. And that's what number five talks about. When you release that resentment, guilt, shame, and need for vengeance, you are letting go of those things to open up more space. This for is you. the emotion. This emotion. is the emotion. Can, can, yeah, I need, I need some help with the emotion freedom. I don't, I'm not understanding that too well. Yeah, so it, I mean, it talks about just relieving yourself from those very heavy emotions, like the grievance, you know, and that takes time. It's not like a rushed process. But the shame and guilt that you put on yourself, if let's say you can't forgive yourself, or a need for vengeance, that anger, it talks about just releasing those things, releasing the need for those emotions, which is a very, those are all very human emotions, and we all experience that. Is it via acceptance? That well, you release them? I mean, it depends what you're going through. I feel like if, let's say, it's um, guilt for something you did, it's acceptance and a want to do better, you know? I call it the triple A, okay? Acceptance, appreciation, and advancement. Okay? So you accept, you appreciate, you're grateful for that acceptance. And then you advance. And you're grateful for that emotion. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. uh, you're right. simply grateful you for having it. a human emotion. Right. Like, and then advancement. So put yeah. moving forward. Moving forward yeah. with that. Whether that be including that emotion in your response. Not reaction, but your response. Or allowing to choose the emotion to exist and respond in a more you know, unorthodox kind of way. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. So and that in turn frees up space for what exactly it frees up space for you know kind of what you were talking about the gratitude um more positive emotions you welcome um more love if you're not filled with so much uh vengeance and anger you can welcome love into your life like ah, that uh that's a hard question i mean how would Is you it, uh, so i mean yeah, yeah. no i i yeah, get it like, i get it if you're freed up of vengeance and anger no i get it you're becoming and you're really, instead of faking it till you make it, right? We talk about faking till you become it, but you're becoming a loving individual. And when you become a loving, accepting, appreciative individual, mm-hmm. you allow more of that to e- exist in your life because you create that environment. So it's, it's like, as well as fear. So when you can uh, accept, appreciate, and advance from fear, you're opening up... Uh, a life. W- how did you describe it? With caution, like with, su- like, with less caution. So you're you're less fearful, and that's when like your experiences are heightened because you're not putting mm. any boundaries on yourself. Mm. Yeah, like so you're opening yourself up for those experiences. Like per- is they like the definition of oh I like this where this is going, but like the definition of courage is not the absence of fear. The definition of courage is allowing fear to exist and choosing to act despite the fear. Fuck yeah. So like accepting appreciating and advancing from fear welcomes courage. Yes. So all I needed to know was the opposite of fear. Cool. <laughs> Is accepting <laughs> courage. Right. Mm-hmm. Dope. I get it. 
I get it now. And I get it now. And actually, the perfect answer to your question is like, it's the breathing exercise we did earlier. Ooh, Inhale, yeah, calm, you know, balance, peace, love, and exhale, toxic, stressful, tense energy. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. I have a chain of events that I want to happen. At the 48th minute, I want you to say any final words, anything that you want to get off your chest to the viewers, your experience, anything, and then I want to end it with some deep breaths again. Ooh, I like that. Okay. All the way, full circle. So, Juliet, final yes. words to our audience. Yeah. To us. Um, to us. To yeah. yourself. To well, the universe. To the universe. To the universe. <laughs> uh, well, firstly, thank you for having me on. Because, oh, our oh absolute my gosh. pleasure. Yeah, no, I, I was flattered. I was like, what? You guys want to listen to me talk? <laughs> I'll go on for days, but <laughs> no, it was, it was a really good experience. And to anyone listening, like I said earlier, I am by no means an expert. These are just some things that I had pieced together out of my own interest in this topic. Um, and I could be wrong. Maybe 10 years from now, I might disagree with everything I'm saying as well. Like, we are constantly changing beings. So um, I just wanted to, you know, give that disclaimer. And any last thoughts? I mean, really, act from a higher place. Mm. Don't succumb to the lower emotions, um, like anger and greed and all that. Make it's that space. Yeah, make that space, and and always know that it's 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 never too late to make the right decision. It's only yeah. too late when you're no longer around to do better. <laughs> so basically, it's too late when you're dead. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so get after it while you're still alive. Yes. If that <laughs> if that doesn't motivate everybody listening, oh I'm not going to be PC, but. Grab life by the fucking balls. Either <laughs> 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 you, I, you uh, do it. All right. Thank you, Julia. All right, let's yes. bring it back. Let's, let's bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. Run us one last breathing exercise. Freaking right. oh, love this. Yes. Okay, so everyone listening, close your eyes and take a deep breath in and exhale. And this next one, breathe in for four and exhale for four. Ready? One, two, three, four. And exhale, one, two, three, four. Again, one, two, three, four. And exhale, one, two, three, four. And on this last one, inhale, calmness, balance, peace, stability. Exhale, toxic, tense, stressful energy. It does not belong to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. Yes. The bone. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. The bone. Yeah. We talked. Yeah, we did. Dude.